Hello, and thanks for calling Sports Stories with Denny Lennon. Please leave a message after the beep. Hello, I'm Mr. Red. In a blog that posted to the SportsStoriesDL.com website on May 1st, the author talked about his love for Grand Slam events in tennis and golf, as well as the races that make up the triple crown of horse racing. Unique to tennis is the different surfaces played upon, Wimbledon on grass, the French Open on clay, the Australian Open on hard courts, and the U.S. Open hosted in Queens that appears to be played beneath an airport runway. In golf, three of the four majors move to different courses, while the Masters is played each year on the same course, the Augusta National Golf Club in Georgia. The tournament was started in the 1930s by amateur champion Bobby Jones, who won the Grand Slam of Golf in 1930, the same year he won the first AAU Sullivan Award given to the nation's top amateur athlete. The Masters is played in April each year when the azaleas are in bloom and broadcast partner CBS gently pipes in artificial bird noises. But most of all, that award-winning blog on the SportsStoriesDL.com website celebrated the Run for the Roses, the Kentucky Derby, first run in 1875, and known worldwide as the most exciting two minutes in sports. Churchill Downs in Louisville, Kentucky, plays host to the patrons that sip on mint juleps and sing old minstrel songs. But how about the other two legs of the Triple Crown, the Preakness and the Belmont? The Preakness Stakes, which serve as the second leg of the Triple Crown, is hosted at Pimlico Racecourse in Baltimore, Maryland. Baltimore, known, of course, as the location of the greatest TV series of all time, The Wire. Shout out to my guy, Weebay. Baltimore also has a long history with horse racing. The Preakness was established at Pimlico in 1873 and was named by Maryland Governor Odin Bowie after a horse that won the dinner party stakes in 1870. I wonder if drinks were involved at that dinner party. The Preakness is known as the run for the Black-Eyed Susans, not only because that's the official drink of the Preakness, but also because of a blanket of Maryland state flower that are placed upon the winning horse. The Belmont Stakes is the final leg of the Triple Crown. First run in 1866 in the Bronx, it has been held since 1905 at Belmont Park in New York, just east of New York City limits. The winner of the race captures the August Belmont Trophy because a guy named August Belmont paid for that right in 1896. The Belmont goes with the tagline of the run for the carnations because apparently all the good flowers were claimed by the other Triple Crown races. They do, however, name their official drink the Belmont Jewel, which sounds more exclusive than a julep or a black-eyed drink. Sir Barton was the first horse to win all three races and thus capture the Triple Crown in 1919. For the next hundred years, only 12 more horses have captured the elusive title of Triple Crown winners. Questions remain on this year's Triple Crown and how it will play out. Will the famed trainer Bob Baffert be allowed to continue his cheating ways at the Preakness? Will his alleged Kentucky Derby winning horse, Median Spirit, ever make a comment on the controversy? Or perhaps, will we watch the last two races of the Triple Crown and celebrate as our guest on this show, the winner of two derbies in a Preakness, the highly successful trainer Doug O'Neill, sets Hot Rod Charlie loose to claim victories and fill in the void of roses with black-eyed Susans and carnations. I'm a Venice, California-born, Los Angeles-based sports fan, one that has played, coached, announced, and promoted sports my whole life. 
My love affair with sports started in my own backyard and has led me to this podcast. Thanks to the support of the Amateur Athletic Union in East Bay, I'm excited to bring you Sports Stories with Denny Lennon. Hello, sports historians, and welcome to audio video podcast number 84 of Sports Stories with Denny Lennon. We celebrate the triple crown of horse racing with our guest, Doug O'Neill, one of the best trainers of all time. In 2012, Doug handled the horse, I'll Have Another, both a fun name and a regrettable phrase, to victories at the Kentucky Derby and the Preakness Stakes. But he had to scratch the horse before the Belmont Stakes due to injury and thus lost a chance for a triple crown. Doug fills us in from this May 17, 2020 interview on the SSDL Happy Hour Show. Marley Rice is producing from the Buck Studios in the Sentinel Adobe Corridor and Studio 51 in Venice, while bad boy Bobby McCall is editing from Long Beach, California, home of the RMS Queen Mary. What does that stand for? Royal Mail Ship. Hey everyone, Marley here. In the beginning of this episode, you are going to hear from Mike McKay, founder of the Heroes Movement. To learn more about the Heroes Movement or to donate, you can visit heroesmovementusa.org. All right, we're going to go to our uh, first guest now, and um, we're going to bring in, that's somebody that we support, and we're going to go to Wyandotte, Michigan, and my boy Mike McKay is here. Um, So let's see if we can bring up Mike McKay of the Heroes Movement. This is somebody we partnered with on Sports Stories uh, to, you know, support their efforts. McKay, you're here. I got my shirt on too, buddy. You're looking out. Can you hear me just fine? Yep, I can hear you, buddy. How's it going? Yeah. It's great, man. You know, uh, Michigan's on lockdown just like California. Yep. And, uh, you know, it's just uh, lockdown, man. Just keep your sanity any way you can, eating good food and working out and sleeping a lot. Go ahead and explain, uh, because some people may not have seen you on, on our podcast, but explain what you do with Heroes Movement. It's it's awesome, McKay. So uh, essentially what we do is we we partner with gyms across the country to provide veterans with free small group training. So we make sure the gyms are uh, pass our vetting process and they're following the post-traumatic stress and traumatic brain injury training guidelines. Once they pass uh, the vetting process, uh, the veteran can go in there, the gym can promote that they promote, they train veterans for free. And then the veteran does train for free and they sign into a sign-in sheet. And at the end of the month, the gym goes ahead and sends us the sheet. We pay the bill for the veterans. Oh, it's brilliant. And, and, and you deal with veterans with either physical or, or you know, mental or uh, trauma. And you kind of, you know, sp- specify the workout for them. Well, any and all, any and all veteran, uh, any era any age, doesn't matter, uh, you know, there's any any veteran qualifies. Now, the thing that we really look to do is we look to take care of movement first. Mm-hmm. If you move better, you move more. Mm-hmm. And then when you move more, you feel better. And a positive, you know, physical outcome, you know, it's better for the, better for your, for your state of mind. So a physical body, a healthy physical body promotes a, a healthy physical mind. So we, we go after movement first, and it, but we do follow all the post-traumatic stress and traumatic train injury training guidelines. We don't ask, you know, that's, that's your business. You want to open up down the road, that's fine. But uh, we make sure that we cater to the veteran no matter what without asking questions. 
So that's yeah, and that's such important work um, that that you do, and and just just know that all of us that are connected with you are really proud of you, and and the efforts you're making. We know you're making those extra efforts to do what you can for our veterans. Um, so McKay, the day we met was at uh, Mark Verge's place, and Mark Verge lives in Santa Monica. He's got a beautiful beach house, and he had a fundraiser there for you, uh, Neil Everett from the ESPN anchor who's going to be um, a guest next week. He uh, anchored it and we honored Doug O'Neill. Um, Did I show you this? Wait, this side. You see that? What is it? That is a gift from Mark Verge. Let me see. Yeah, right. Uh, a little lower. Oh, it's a Doug O'Neill bobblehead. I love it. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. So it's part of my bookshelf. <laughs> His head was bobbing that night. Uh, very, very <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, well, yeah. No, I mean, he, he just had a lot of good jokes and uh, some, yeah. No, no, he, his head was bobbing. It was great. Hey, uh, I think it's time to bring in Doug O'Neill. Uh, well, can, can, can I throw one thing in there, Denny? No, you stick around. Yeah, go ahead. What you got? Yeah. Hey, you know, uh, we're all shut down at Heroes Movement. Uh, all the gyms are shut down everywhere. And, uh, Isolation right now is of the utmost importance to stop the spread of the COVID-19. Yeah. But isolation is also one of the things that drives veterans to suicide. Mm. So if anyone out there knows a veteran that they have any kind of concern with or just any veteran whatsoever, you never know what's going on in guys' heads or girls' heads, reach out. Because now is one of the most important times to reach out to people and let them know, let them know you're there for them. I mean, because you know, suicide is crazy. Even before this happened, you know, one of my good friends, my hockey team, hung himself December twentieth. Mm. Another friend uh, shot himself right after the Super Bowl, February second. Oh, so yeah. you know, and that that was before we were on lockdown. So now that we are in lockdown, you just don't know what's going on in guys' heads. One of the guys that did it on February second, he skated with us that that day. So, I mean, you don't know. So, reach out to veterans that you know and let them know you love them. Let Because that's, that's – you just got to you just gotta let them know. Dude, um, that's, those are really important words. Thank you. Um, I'm, glad you I'm glad you got that out there. We all need to be aware of, of what's going on and, and how this is isolating some people. So, that's solid. Solid, buddy. You're a good man. Um, Thanks, all right. Time to bring in uh, one of our guests. And I'll, I'll, you, you can stay up and talk to him. That's all right. I, I like giving Doug shit. He's from Dearborn, Michigan. Yeah, baby. Oh, look at that Woo, come on. <laughs> Team McKay, baby. Team McKay, man. That was, uh, man, that was emotional, man, what you just said there about uh, the veterans. And, and uh, whew, um, I, I can't thank you enough for everything you do, Mike. And, and uh, got to meet so many cool heroes uh, through you and, and Neil Everett and, um, I wrote down, call a veteran. I know a few uh, vets, so I'm going to definitely call them when we're done here just to tell them that. Just I uh, love them, check in on them, and something I wouldn't have done if, if I didn't hear you say that, so thank you. I would imagine, uh, you know, the same way we all like, kind of connected that night at Verge's house, that you get um, a lot of people that you get to meet, uh, McKay, through your work. No, absolutely. I mean, you. <laughs> I've known <laughs> Doug. Ah, boom. Do you like that on the seat? I set them up. I set them up. Right? And then me and Christine, we high five because we swipe them off when they're mid-sentence. It's, it's, oh, it's magic. It's gold. Oh, going out there. You, you all right? You're all, you, you, did you get, you got your delivery, I take it. Did you oh, see? 
Did you see the uh, delivery girls that came, uh, the rice girls with the uh, full PPE and so forth? No, no, I didn't, but uh, I'm sure they were because the, the bags looked super clean. Everything was perfect. And, okay. and again, um, my wife, Lynette, and my son, Daniel, and daughter, uh, Kaylin, were going nuts with all the food. So we're we're set for a few days, and, and uh, hopefully we can pay forward with some more uh, orders from Casablanca to some of our friends. So I, I love it. Um, I, 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 one, appreciate you coming on. Two, wanted to like educate some people uh, about you. I know you came out SoCal way when you're about 10 years old. And then um, so how do you, you started like as a hot walker or something like that at the Del Mar racetrack? I did, you know, I moved from Michigan to California with my family uh, at age 10. And, uh, you know, instead of going to Disneyland or something like that, my dad took us to Sanita to the racetrack. That was kind of his version of Disneyland. And um, and I just fell in love with the races right off the, right away and um, had a, a mentor and a, and a coach named Mike Amaday who hooked me up with a trainer and uh, right out of high school, I went to work at Del Mar. I like to say I graduated from University of Del Mar because okay. right from St. Monica's to Del Mar and, and never looked back. Um, the, I, I, you know, you definitely got on the radar. I, I love the races. You know, I go back to the, you know, just learning about Seabiscuit when I was a kid. That's kind of like the Babe Ruth. You, you know, Babe Ruth is, you know, Seabiscuit is. But um, it was really like, uh, what was it, 77 and 78? Was it affirmed in Seattle Slough? I might have those two years mixed up that they triple crowned. And yeah. That's when I learned what the triple crown was, and it was super exciting. Then when I got to know you, and and uh, you had all have another, and uh, it won. It won the first two legs, won the Derby, and it won the Preakness. But then you had to pull it out of the Belmont. Um, can you tell us a little bit about? I think I think it was torn tendon or something like that. Yeah, you know that was a, a pretty uh, unbelievable uh, experience. Um, you know, it, it started in 2011 with I'll have another breaking is made and real impressively at the what used to be Hollywood Park in Inglewood. And um, and then we sent him back east and he ran in a stake race. and He came out of that with a sore shin. So Paul and Zilla read him who owned him and um, gave him plenty of time, got the shin right. And then in 2012, early in 2012, we ran him in a stake race to Bob Lewis at San Anita. And he was like 30 to one. No, everyone thought, what are you doing in there? And, and he won that, and uh, and then boom, boom, boom. Before you know it, we're, we won the Sandia Derby, and then he won the Kentucky Derby, won the Preakness, and I think he was like three to five to win the Triple Crown, which hadn't happened since 77, yeah. like we said. And uh, so, yeah, we were pretty jazzed. And and, um, uh, and then, unfortunately, like a day before the race, he got a little heat and a little swelling in his uh, – flexor tendon, which is a pretty key part uh, of their legs. And so we had to pull them out, but. Um, Isn't there something funky about Belmont, like the way they, they, they have the horses in a separate area or something like that? No, no, not so much, but there is, down, uh, Belmont is uh, unique in the way that it's it's a mile and a half circumference. So it's a huge, most dirt racetracks in the U.S. are a mile in, in circumference. And this is a mile and a half, so it's huge. And it's they nicknamed the Big Sandy because it's very sand based. It's real deep, kind of uh, made for a rainy season. And so you'll see a lot of horses come from the West Coast, go there. And, and uh, sometimes it's not as kind down because we're used to running on kind of a faster, firmer course out here in, on the West Coast. 
but how, what, what an exciting run that would have been. I mean, I was stoked because, you know, I knew you, but also you had such a great name for your horse. I'll have another. I think that captivated people's attention. And then, you know, then you crushed it in, in both the Derby. And then, I mean, once you win the Derby, you get so much attention. And then when you pile on with the Preakness and nobody had done it in a long time, I mean, that, that was just like a, a wild ride. It really was, and I'm so blessed that uh, the horse was um, owned by Paul and Zilla Redham, and they were so generous, and we had like a crew of about 10 of us that we probably only needed three of us, but Paul and Zilla were willing to send like 10 of us on the road. So we had this big group of people that surrounded him with a lot of love and attention, and, and it enabled us to enjoy every minute of it along the way, too, because that is one thing. Sometimes when you get a horse that's really special like that, you know, the anxiety goes high. Everyone gets kind of a little bit anxious. And horses, definitely, they're amazing um, animals. And they feed. They're like mirrors of ourselves. So if you give off positive confidence, they'll give that to you. If you give off anxiety and nervousness, they'll give that back to you. So, you know, we, he was really surrounded by a lot of confident, loose, um, experienced horsemen. And, and he fed off that. And, and what a ride it was. A lot of uh, some of the fun part of doing this is people start to jump on. And so David uh, Tietelbaum, is that his name? Said he had horses with you. Yeah, well, he had, that's not good when they had horses with me. I must have, I must have screwed something up. Yeah, all right. Well, you know, people, they just shuttle me. But hey, one of the things I wanted to ask you about was, um, you know, let's see if I can get this up right. Bam. Uh, you know, this was in the Daily Breeze. I like to, give the publications. And yeah, Doug, I still read paper newspapers. Um, but they talked about, you know, shutting down at Santa Anita. And it was kind of such a weird, you know, this was, this was maybe a week or so ago, but it's such an odd time that some of the some of the um, tracks are down, but others stayed up and it had to do with either health departments, but not necessarily the mandate. So could you kind of fill us in a little bit about that's got to be tricky for you guys? It is, you know, um, credit to the Stronic Group that, that owns uh, Santa Anita Racetrack. They also own Gulfstream and Golden Gate and a, and a few other tracks around the country. But they were early on, before we had to do all the uh, shelter in, in, in our homes, they had um, enforced all these new restrictions. So they made the barn area so safe and so uh, secure. And um, it was just very disappointing. And, and what makes it worse, I, I think, uh, it was some type of animal animal activists, uh, extremists that uh, pushed for this and kind of using the pandemic to kind of push their political agenda was just crazy. But you've got, you know, uh, like 750 men and women that um, work alongside with the horses that use the dormitories at, at San Anita, live right there. And, okay. um, so anyway, it was very uh, safe quarantine area and there was, um, you know, these, the dormitories and the salaries and the medical care all come from the revenue from the afternoon races. So I think for the races was really, it's it's a scary time for a lot of people. And, and um, I'm hoping they can reverse that really soon. Um, you know, uh, you mentioned a little bit earlier about Hollywood Park and, you know, that's obviously where, where uh, SoFi Stadium's going up right now, which is going to be state-of-the-art and, and, and awesome. But do you have a little bit of a history with Hollywood Park? Oh, man, I, that was a sad moment when that when I closed down. I loved Hollywood Park and being in Santa Monica here, it was, didn't even have to get on the freeway. I would just go right up Setanella to, <laughs> uh, to the track. So 
um, yeah, that was an unbelievable um, facility, and and it'll be interesting now with it being a football stadium and with the with this virus, uh, you know, hopefully it subsides soon. But I still think some of these facilities are going to have to take a different approach with uh, people not wanting to sit right on top of each other for the next few months or so, I would think. But uh, it, it will be exciting whenever they open that and get to see a, a Ram or Charger game. Well, you've reached the end of another episode of SSDL. Connect with us at sportsstoriesdl.com. Don't forget to follow us on social media and catch us next Thursday for another episode. Thanks for watching and listening. Sports Stories with Denny Lennon is produced by Christine Jinbo and me, Marley Rice. Directed by Chris M. Alport with studio support from Alpha Command Unit and shot by bad boy Bobby McCall. Original music, courtesy of Lennon Music Production, and original images, courtesy of Sienna Lennon Photography. A big thank you to all of our contributors. Sports Stories with Denny Lennon is a production of Sports Stories, Inc. You can find us on audio platforms everywhere and the High School Narrative iOS app. You can also view Denny's shows on Roku, Apple TV, and Fire TV. Make sure to press that subscribe button, give us a review, leave a comment. It will really help us grow the show. Hey, you know what else would help us grow the show? Hustle on over to patreon.com slash Denny Lennon to get some never-before-seen videos, pictures, interviews, and more. We are all over social media and constantly sending out clips on Facebook, conducting fun polls on Twitter, going live on Instagram, and more. To find all our social media links, hustle on over to sportsstoriesdl.com. SSDL proudly supports the My Stuff Bags Foundation and the Heroes Movement. The My Stuff Bags Foundation, with the help of thousands of people across the country, provides children in unfortunate situations with new belongings and new hope through its innovative My Stuff Bags program. Heroes Movement is a nonprofit that bridges the gap from therapy to getting strong again through small group workouts for any veteran of the United States Armed Forces for free. Links to how you can support and help these foundations can be found on our website. We want to give a big thank you to our partners of the show. So, as Coach Lennon would say, any questions, comments, or concerns, you can email me, Marley, at info at sportsstoriespodcast.com. Sports Stories thanks all of our followers and listeners. And we will, we will see, see you, you next time. time. Hey, thanks, Marley. Thanks, Chris. We like to see sports stories on a Thursday night with Danny Lennon. God bless everyone. Kick it out, book! <laughs>